Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Context. This week, we're going back to the classic, the classic duo. Me and my bestie with the testes, it's Adriana and myself today. It's just the two of us doing this recording because our co-hosts, they cannot be found. Um, I did get a letter with magazine clippings of letters and stuff like that about hostage, pay ransom, stuff like that. It, it really looks like junk mail to me, so I actually just threw it away. Uh, but I'm sure they're okay. In the meantime, uh, Peoples, Adriana. How's it going, everyone? And, you know, I did get the same thing, um, but I thought it was spam mail, so I just got rid of it. You know, I, and plus, who really does ransom notes nowadays? I know Dakota can take care of himself. Um, I know Becky will attack anyone around uh, anyone around her, so it's fine. They'll be okay. I mean, it's back to the original duo where, where it all began all those years ago. How are you? I mean, ransom notes are like the Nigerian prince emails of, of this decade, so... It's okay if you if you're a really rich person and you have children and you're getting those calls. You you're, you haven't seen your kids in days. You're getting mysterious phone calls and emails and letters about their kids being. It's fine, fine. It's, Don't worry it, about it. It's it's very highly overrated, extremely overrated. But yeah, they're uh, overrated. Yeah, I mean, but enough about them because I know they're self-sufficient people and. You know, if if I do receive any packages with like an ear or a finger, I, I I'm not worried about it. How how have you been? Right. Um, I've been good. I've been actually really tired. It's been a, literally a physical and mental exhausting last week for me. Uh, I had a lot of things going on for me over the weekends. And then this week, since Monday, I have been having just the most difficult people at work. Uh, people with situations... Or they're just not understanding what I'm telling them. I am trying to think of five to ten different ways to explain the same thing to them, and they're still not coming. I have literally, my brain has actually been hurting. Like, between the situation I happened yesterday and today, after these situations, I'm like, my brain actually hurts. It's not a headache, it's my brain hurts. And it's not me joking around about it and being, you know, like, you know, oh, my brain cells are fried. Uh, I have a head injury or a brain injury actually so uh basically think of it this way you know when you see an image of a brain and you see like the squiggle lines and stuff uh on the scan of my brain there is some of those squiggle lines are completely disconnected from from um from the injury i received i cannot talk about the situation legally for the time being uh so a lot of things don't connect for me and so doing things like puzzles and a lot of critical thinking, it will actually overload me and I will short, short circuit. Uh, I can get headaches. I get headaches and migraines frequently. So it takes me a lot of extra effort to get around certain stuff. And so when my brain is literally being used too much, it starts to hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just, you, you just want to look at the person like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I am literally telling you this. I, I I am dumbfounded. I am bamboozled. I don't know how else to explain this to you. So it's just... Yeah. People. I understand. I've chosen the job that I'm at right now on purpose. Because I understood that... <clears throat> excuse me. That the interaction that I have with people is 
very slim, very basic, basic interactions, yeah. not what I was used to doing with prior to what I'm doing now. And you would think uh-huh. that you would escape dealing with particular type of people with certain personalities and how they carry themselves. But no, no, I get the same entitled people. And I'm trying not to use the R word or anything of, anything of the sort. Yeah, you just have to deal with entitled people who want everything for themselves and choose not to read the fine print, rules, regulations, anything. And first rule of management I've learned, everything is your fault. So I'm used to that. But other than that, yeah. there, there are some bright and shiny points of, you know, of working in our particular you know, fields. Is the pay is good. Our, co- uh-huh. you know, our co-workers are decent to, to have fun with and talk to. And, and uh, the management is actually pretty decent also. So all hope is not lost. Just to quote a movie, this job will be great if it wasn't for the customers. Uh-huh. But other than that, I mean, I know you have some good news bubbled up in there somewhere. So I'm going to uh, stand back and I'll ask some questions here or there. But I mean, you went to a magical place, not necessarily Disney, but is uh, equal to that. So uh, where did you go and what did you do? And uh, did you touch anything? So going going back to the beginning of this, uh, if anyone that's listening to us here in Florida, if you're aware of what's called Megacon, Megacon, it's a convention. If you're familiar with what Comic-Con is, that's what it is. Every state has at least a couple of these a year of different parts for the most part. It's a convention where you have anime, video game, voice actors, actors, just a combination of all different types of nerdism and fandoms coming together. One where people cosplay, you shop, you get to meet people. Uh, it's just basically it's pretty all around a, a, a positive place to be. It's, it, to me, I think it's my one time a year to be with my fellow nerds. Uh, and I've never had a bad experience uh, at the Megacon, uh, where I take pictures with people, cosplayers, uh, I'm always respectful. I will always ask them, like, may I please take a picture with you or of you? Uh, I've never been told no thank you, but uh, I hear stories of someone's like, if they're tired, they're exhausted, because they probably are stopping left and right to take pictures when they're trying to enjoy it themselves. And sometimes people, I guess, don't like taking no for an answer, because uh, that's unheard of. Uh, but that's just a disclaimer. Whenever you're asking someone to do something and they say no, please respect that and just kind of walk away. Uh, don't make them feel like shit. Don't just be like, okay, I respect that. Or, okay, well, thank you anyway and walk away. Uh, so anyway, every year I go to Megacon. And I actually always go with my friend Jeffrey. Uh, any longtime listeners are aware who Jeffrey is. Uh, he was on, he was a guest a few times on The Root of All Ashley. He's one of my best friends, and we've been friends for a very long time. Uh, every year, it's always been our tradition that we go together. And, you know, we go, we get silly goofy, we take pictures, we shop, and we always go out for our ramen afterwards. So, I've known when Megacom was going to come to Orlando since towards the end of last year when they announced it. And as soon as they announced it, I usually buy the tickets immediately. And I usually go on a Sunday, because it's usually the last day. Uh, the booths, the, the shops are, you know, they're trying to get rid of merchandise, so usually their stuff's on sale. It's not as packed as it would be on a Saturday because everyone's off work at house school. Uh, so I always buy the tickets. And then throughout the months between when they announce Megacon to when Megacon's actually happening, they're slowly announcing all the guests, all the celebrities, voice actors, and stuff that are going to be showing up. And you can pre-purchase 
autograph, like to get an autograph with them, to get a photo with them. If they're going to be doing an event where, you know, they're on stage, they answer questions, stuff like that, uh, you have the opportunity to purchase all these options. And of course, if someone, if someone cancels, you do get the refunds for the biggest, obviously. Uh, so this year, like I've never met a celebrity. There's no one, it's either I didn't have the money or there wasn't anyone that was super exciting for me. And this year, MegaCon like knocked it out of the park. They had so many really good guests, like top tier celebrities, amazing voice actors. I was literally stunned by all the lineups they had. And of course, I had no money <laughs> to see all, all, a lot of the favorite people. I was very tempted to purchase uh, to be able to get an autograph and a photo with Brandon Rogers and Richard Horowitz. Uh, Brandon Rogers, he's a YouTube star and he's a voice actor for one of my favorite uh, YouTube series called Hell of a Boss. Richard Horowitz is also a voice actor for that series, uh, but people may know him as the voice actor for Invader Zim, because he was Zim. Uh, so they were going to be there, and I'm like, okay, they're the two people I will I will pay the money to see to do all this with. Uh, and then I'm like thinking, I always wait till it gets a little bit closer before I make the decision to purchase in case someone else pops up. Then here I am, I'm at work. And I have a smartwatch where I get notifications like my emails, text messages, etc. I'm looking, on my, I'm just on my work computer, I get a notification on my watch. I look down. Coming to Megacon, Tom Hiddleston. If no one is aware of who Tom Hiddleston is, uh, he is he is the actor who plays as Loki in the Mar Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you still don't know who I'm talking about, skip this episode. You might as well just bail out right now. Uh, but I have been a longtime fan of Tom Hiddleston, aka Loki, for nearly for just about 15 years. Ever since the first Thor movie came out, I had a crush on him. I had teenage obsession. I still have a little obsession. But I was amazed because he's never been to con to Megacon. He's been to other con uh, cons like Comic Con and stuff, but he's never been to Megacon before. And all I can think is, I am going to see this man. Uh, because this is his first time being here. I don't know if he's ever going to come back. And yeah, but I couldn't buy the tickets. They're like, so this is a Wednesday that I see this announcement. The tickets weren't going to go on sale until the morning of Friday. I immediately let my management know, hey, at this time on Friday, I am going to go seclude myself in an empty office and get in the online queue to purchase my tickets because this is happening. This is a serious thing for me. This is something that is literally on my bucket list. It's a dream, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is like one of the best things that could happen. Flash forward, it's Friday. Um, I immediately, as soon as the time starts, I immediately jump into the queue so I can buy the, so I can purchase the tickets. I still don't know what the prices are, but I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting. Uh, after like 10 minutes, I get in and there's three separate things you can do. First one is a photo op with him where you can take a picture with him. The second one is you can get an item autographed by him. And the third one is attending his live events where you're sitting in a theater and he's sitting on stage and he talks about stuff and he answers people's questions, et cetera, et cetera. So as I get in and I'm seeing, yes, there is no ability for, cause he's going to be doing this Saturday and Sunday. So I'm looking for Sunday. 
And as I'm adding all my stuff, the photo op, and since I'm doing the photo op, I do pay extra to get the second copy, the digital copy, and get framed. My, my picture's framed immediately. Like, as soon as I walk out of that booth, I should get framed. Got all that. The autograph, I'm getting that. I am going to get something autographed by this man. And the last one, the live event. You can do free general admission, but that fills up really quickly. And once a certain amount of people uh, are in for general admission, you're not getting it. There's silver, which is kind of like the second um, area of the seating in the theater. And then there's the gold seating, where you're in the primary front seating. I I purchased gold because I was guaranteed my spot. Like, I was going to have a chair, uh, a seat to sit in. And I was not going to be like, okay, because I got this ticket, I'm getting in this theater no matter what. Um, so as all this stuff calculates, and as I'm, per- as I'm selecting them, I already see the, the amounts. Um, I can't give you the exact detail or the exact penny, I would say, but I paid somewhere, I think, around $750. Uh, that is a lot. And I actually, for a split second, I did debate, should I really do this? Is it financially smart of me? Obviously it's not. But again, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. This is something that I was very serious about because I truly adore this actor. Yes, primarily for Loki, but I've seen him in a lot of other stuff. And I really just wanted to do this. Ewan McGregor, who's Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, he was there. He was right next to where Tom Hiddleston was. I didn't pay to see him. There's all these other people that I would love to spend the money to see. But none of them I would spend the money that I, I, I was doing for Tom Hiddleston. And I just can't see myself paying that kind of money to do that again with anyone that's not Tom Hiddleston or Post Malone. Post Malone, I will pay that money for too. Um, so anyway, fast forward, we're going to the, to the MegaCon. Uh, Jeffrey's going to meet me there, and then I have two friends is coming too. Uh, so it's the first year that Jeff and I are inviting friends from the outside just because of the situations and stuff. And I've already let everyone well aware because Megacon open on Sunday opens up at 10 and my photo op time is at 10.50. As I get in, I'm sprinting to where I need to go. Uh, and my friends, so basically they're going to come to my house, pick me up, and then we're going to go in my car to Orlando to the convention. And their thing was, they were determined to be here on the dot because my friend's like, I refuse to be the reason Ashley would like to meet Tom Hiddleston. She will murder me. And it's true, I would have. Get in, wait in line. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. I probably waited like maybe 45 minutes or to an hour, something like that. It wasn't a big deal. And uh, as I'm going in, so you have these areas, this whole other opposite area of the convention where these celebrities and voice actors line up and they have tables and booths and they're all side by side. Um, Ewan McGregor and Tom Hiddleston had, because they were considered the exclusive celebrities because they're like A-tier celebrities. They were side by side, but it's all blackout curtains surrounding their stalls. So you cannot see them. They're stationed far away where the general public is walking around. Uh, so they have their own little nest. And I'm going to call these things tents. Even though they're not tents, it's just a big box curtains. Uh, so as I'm getting closer, I can hear Ewan McGregor. 
and the blackout prints they're not necessarily blackout blackout like i could look through it and i could see him like there's like a little like space between two curtains that i could actually look and i could see who so i got to see ewan mcgregor i can say that uh did i take a picture with him or do anything else of course not uh was it close enough where i could take a photo no meanwhile going to the tent as soon as you walk in if you have a bag or anything you put on the shelf you are instructed to put your phone away you cannot have it out there's no ifs ands or buts they're like we're going to tell you once the second time we're kicking you out so they were really cool. i mean obviously you have these type of celebrities they're gonna be really tight for security and you're paying this kind of money don't take additional pictures all that stuff uh so as i turn in to they're only letting like a few people in to the part where you can see him and go take your picture with him i froze up because i'm like oh my god i'm looking at tom hiddleston i am breathing the same air as this man uh i i'm a shit talker i like to have a good time i'm silly goofy i froze so as he's going through the few people that's in front of me and the the last pair it was a couple that took a picture with him and then it's my turn i'm standing and he's probably like a few feet away from me so as that couple walks away he turns and looks at me and he has his arms open and he's like he's like hello there. like you know he's saying hello there and i'm like <laughs> and i walk up to him and he hugs me. and then as we're turning my like he hugs me for a moment and as we're turning uh he has his arm around me i have my arm around him and he's like how are you doing today and i'm like I literally forgot how to speak for a moment. And I was like, uh, uh okay, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Uh, th- thank you for coming to Orlando. And he's like, yes, of course, I lo- I'm loving it. His voice and all that, uh, the way he smiled at me when he when like I went to go hug him. Uh, he was just really polite and really nice. Um, and then as I go, then as the picture's done, and I go to walk away, I turn to look at him and I said, thank you once again. And he smiles at me. He's like, yes. And he's like, yes, you know, it's my pleasure. I forgot what he said. (laughs) Because in that same instant, he looks at me and he tells me, you have beautiful eyes. Y'all, my mind spaced out. I forgot where I was in the moment. In my mind, I told him, thank you. What came out of my mouth, I think it was a squeak. I don't remember. I don't remember what I actually said. I'm pretty sure I said thank you, but I don't think it came out as a thank you. It came out as just like, ah. <laughs> like um, and I left. And as I turned, I was walking out to go get my stuff. I started tearing up because I was making jokes with my friends prior to getting into the convention saying, I have my highest expectation of meeting Tom Hilston is him telling me, let's run away together. My bare minimum is just maybe receive a compliment from him, just something personal, because he's going to be going through literally thousands of people. Uh, obviously, it's rare for anyone to stand out genuinely to him. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, you're going to be basically a number, and that that's okay. But that was that's why my, my bare minimum was thinking, at least say something original to me. Uh, but I would take anything. Uh, so... Even if he didn't say yeah, I had boob eyes, I would have still loved it. Uh, so that was like, I, again, I was tearing up. Was I flat out crying? No, but I had like, my eyes were watering. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe 
I hugged him. I got to look him directly in the eye. He smiled at me. He talked to me and he complimented my eyes. Uh, and then as soon as I get out, it's already like after 12 o'clock at this point. My next session is for the autograph, which is at 1 o'clock. I know I already have to get in line for this. And that's what I did. Message my friends, like, I'm getting right to the photo op line or the autograph line. See y'all. And the photo op, or shit, the autograph line is in another, like, tent right on the other side of where Tom Hiddleston is. So that way he just connects between the two. Um, and I know there's this whole back area behind them where they can take breaks, walk without, you know, people just coming up to them, all that. Um, he was still going through photo ops. Photo ops. Megacon was not prepared for the turnout for Tom Hiddleston because where my autograph session was supposed to start at 1, it was after 3 o'clock before I finally got the autograph. I wasn't that. I was fully prepared for this. I had earbuds. I had a backup portable charger in my bag. So I was watching like TikToks and YouTube and reading and I was sitting on the floor. I was casually talking to people around me. I was like, I'm fine with this. And when it's time to go in, I'm going into the tent and there's someone that's there waiting. And they tell you this beforehand too, like before you get there, have the item that you want autographed out and ready as long as well as your ticket for the autograph. Uh, so I go in and I have a pop figure. If you don't know what a pop figure is, you can easily Google what pop figure. I have a Loki pop figure from the movie Thor the Dark World and the ticket. And the first guy, he's at the, it's this long, think of it like buffet type table. Uh, and Tom Hills is at the very, very end. Not saying it's long, there's probably like four people um, from where I was to where he was. Uh, so the, the guy that's standing, he grabs my, my pop figure. He's like, is this what you want autographed? I said, yes. He gives it to this first, the first person and she takes my ticket. She scans it. She marks something on the clipboard. Pretty sure just checking in that I'm the person parked for this session. Uh, so I can't just simply come back in and all that. Uh, and then write down what I want, what I want autographed. She passes it to the next person. And then the next person after that is asking me, what color do I want him to autograph in? And I was like, that's an option. Like, basically, what color the pen he was going to use. And I'm like, I said, that's an option. I said, I've never done this before. Please tell me what color you think would look good on this. And they said green. I was like, green it is. They put a little sticky note on it. This is green. And then she passes it to Tom Hiddleston. So before this happened, where they pass it, between the middle person from the check-in lady to the person with the with the color, like what color you want, she was looking at my figure and she was like, oh, I haven't seen anyone come through with a with the Dark World uh, movie pop figure of him. And I said, yeah, I said, so technically reviews and stuff for the Dark World is not one of the most popular or considered one of the good Marvel movies, but for me, it's one of my favorites. And it's definitely my favorite uh, where Loki was, involved, was in it. And I really love Thor The Dark World, so I was super upset when people were like, oh, it sucked. I'm like, what do you mean it sucked? Anyway, that's a whole episode for another time. Uh, and because this pop figure, it's a little old, because I literally have had it since the movie was released. I want to say 2013, 2014. 
and so the edges are a little frayed. Uh, it's not pristine condition, but it's good. It doesn't look, you don't look at it and think, oh, that's dirty or anything. But you can tell I didn't just buy it yesterday either. And I was telling them, I was like, yeah, I feel a little insecure because a lot of people around me have like these posters, these photos, uh, these pop figures that look brand new, these giant pop figures of Loki, which by the way, I'm like, where the fuck did you get those? Uh, so I had to do my own little internet research to get those myself. I said, so I feel a little bad that I'm giving him, like, I'm having him sign something that looks so, you know, not damaged or anything, but it's just, like, insignificant. perfect. And they're like, no, they're like, this means a lot to you because he's your favorite character, this is your favorite movie, and you've had this for such a long time, and you want him to sign this because it's so personal to you. And that made me feel so much better. Uh, you know, then I get to him. And he's not really making eye contact with anyone at this point because he's signing and going, signing and going, which, again, I'm no, I don't take no offenses. I expect it because, again, he has back-to-back stuff to go on. and he, Thousands of people are, are doing this. Uh, so he signs and he looks up me briefly and he's like, here you go. And I said, thank you so much. And he's like, of course, have a, he's like, have a lovely day. And I walk on and I'm just like staring at this. I'm like slowly blowing on it because I want the ink to dry because I will not dare to have it smudged. Um, but yeah, so he signed it. And at this point, it is after three o'clock. I have to get to the other side of the convention to what's called Chaplin Theater, which is on the third floor. And this is where the live event's going to be. And I'm a Gold Pass person and I'm expected to be there by 3.45 for the show to start at 4.30. I get, and so I have to cross all these booths, this entire floor of crowds of people, and I have no time to shop. Uh, and every year I'm shopping and I'm buying stuff. So I glanced at a couple booths and they looked interesting. If, they had, if I saw them having a card displayed, I grabbed the card and I kept moving. I managed to stop, I think, at three different booths to buy certain things. Uh, one was like two small posters uh, that was hand drawn by someone with Pokemon. Others were customizable keychains and coasters. Some I bought for me, some I bought for my friend, or well, for Becky, that everyone knows, and her wife. Um, but, and I got me a custom water bottle. And that's about it. Nothing exciting. And again, I was preparing for this. I was like, I come here every year, I shop every year, I can go a year without having. To explore all the booths, even though I love to do that. Uh, get to the Chaplin Theater, I go inside, I get my seats. At this point, my anxiety is super bad, That and there was plenty of seating towards the front. I did not choose one of those seats. Uh, I sat towards the back, which wasn't far. Uh, I still have perfect view of the stage. Uh, I was able to take pictures and stuff like that, but it was like where I wasn't in a row of seats. It was like uh, these sections of it's like two seats, space, another two seats, space. Mm -hmm. And that's what I chose for myself because, again, my anxiety at this point was pretty high from being surrounded by people all day long and I've had no food. I managed to stop to grab me a bottle of Gatorade and that's it. Hadn't been able to use the restroom. Uh, But my body is like, we're adapting. We're good. We're not. As soon as the convention was over, then. My stomach was, like, growling, and my bladder was like, we need to go now. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, it's he was late. Uh, 
because of how backed up he was, and I wasn't mad about it either. But I had to message my friends, like, yeah, I'm going to be here for a while, unfortunately. Uh, so the event didn't start till like, after 6 o'clock, like 6.30. But it was fine. Did the event. We got to talk about stuff. A lot of things I thought was interesting, how he reacted to things. People asked certain questions that, I like, one of them I was planning to ask if I had the opportunity. Um, but it was really good. It was it was wonderful seeing that. It was a great experience. I'm still coming down from my high because, again, this was a very important experience for me. This was something that I've only been dreaming about for, again, basically 15 years. And I got to do it. And in my photo, I don't look the best. I am a chunky person. I don't like how my appearance, my appearance is unless I'm taking my own photos. And that's just that's my own issue. But the fact that I'm so happy that I got to do this, that I post the photo on my personal Facebook where it's only just my friends and family, people that know me. And I post that. Like, I was like, I don't give a fuck that people are seeing my size, my, like, my face ain't looking all that great. But you got to see my genuine smile. You got to see, and anyone that knows me knows, has known forever that I've always loved and adored Loki and Tom Hilton, who are just the same person. Uh, so I've gotten a lot of comments, people messaging me saying, you know, my dream, that this was a dream come true for me, how happy I looked. Um, so yeah, that was that was my experience. I'm trying to think of anything else in between off the top of my head, but I can't. Uh, it was it was great. It was great. I have absolutely no regrets. And that was pretty awesome. You know, to, to have that pure happiness that very rarely people have a, a chance to really get. Uh-huh. You know, because I've been invited multiple times to go to MegaCon and stuff like that. But my being doesn't allow me to because I don't want to be around all those people. And be in um, conference rooms with people slobbering on each other. My, my vision of that is completely different um, than, you know, than what you've experienced. But no, if I had a chance to go for, for, you know, to see celebrities that I was into, I still wouldn't go because that's just me. But I'm glad you had the opportunity to go and have a good time. And yes, I saw the picture. You had pure happiness written all over your face. That was a genuine smile of happiness. So, I mean, you know, yeah. for, for that, I definitely applaud you for it. And as you were telling me the story, I was thinking just, just a couple of questions, a couple of really, once again, different universal kind of questions how would you react if the roles were reversed? Say, for example, our show, myself, you, Becky, Dakota, were on that panel. We hit it big. Mm-hmm. We're famous. People waiting in lines to come see us. Would you have the same mentality as um, as your celebrity crush has? You know, as signing our you know signing our memorabilia, you know, signing our posters, meeting with people. Would you have that same, would you have the same uh, personality? You know, like, would you hug the supporters or shake their hand or sign their stuff? How would you, how would you, how would you go about it? So let's, so let's say this happens. I would do my best to try to be the same type of person because legit, despite how I am on podcasts and stuff, I am, as much as I hate to admit too, is that I am a genuine, like, try to be a nice person. Uh, I don't turn into a bitch or stand my ground unless someone tries me first. Um, 
so like when I'm out in public, I go to stores, restaurants and stuff. I'm generally nice to service people to people, uh, like just a chill person. And so I will do my best to be the same way. But there's, um, so for example, uh, one of the voice actors I said about was Brandon Rogers. I actually did see him when I was exploring the little bit I got to explore. I got to see him a post mill, but close enough where I got a picture. I took a picture of him at his little station. Um, he made a post on Instagram saying, you know, that unfortunately his voice has given out and he can't really talk more than like a slightly above a whisper. So he's going to do everything he can to take time to take selfies and try to do the best he can to make up for it as each fan of his comes up. I would probably do something similar what I would say like on the podcast where I'd make a post saying, you know, I have high anxiety. I've never did something of this value before. Uh, please be patient with me. But I would do my best to try to be genuine with everyone and just go with the flow. Uh, and that, that's it because people are there to see me uh, as me looking back to me having this experience. People spend a lot of money and they wait a long time to do this and for them just to come up and meet me and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, don't bother to smile at them, push them away. So I, I couldn't do that. I hope I wouldn't be like that. Well, no, I think we would, <clears throat> I think we'd have a good time. I think all of us would, uh, would shake hands, fist bump. Some of us will hug you know, our fans and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see how Dakota will react or how Becky would react or even how you would react. If I could put, put in, I think if we were to ever do like a, like let's say we get big enough and we are doing like a panel or something, uh, <sighs> we would all have to be individually like, well, probably besides you, Major, because you're the only in person of our podcast. But Becky, Dakota, and myself, we would actually probably have to be handcuffed into our chairs where we can move like our within our own space. But as in to get up out the chair and move towards someone else, we couldn't do that. Because you know damn well, one of us is going to crack a joke and the one of us is going to be like, all right, let's fight right now. Yeah, probably. And I wouldn't really know what to say. Because I never really had fans before. I mean, I'm very shocked that... Once again, I've said it a million times over that people from all over the world listen to us. So that in, a show, that in itself shocks me. It would shock me even more for someone to want me to sign something or an autograph or to take a picture with me. Yeah. I mean, I was never really considered famous other than when I left my job, my previous job, and I actually had customers coming up to me and giving me cards and giving me gift certificates and saying they'll miss me and stuff like that, which was really, really bizarre. But I had actual fans of my previous job, which is really hard to believe. But having us on a panel, I think that would be very entertaining for us. I think it would be humbling that people actually want to go out of their way to meet us and to have me sign something for them. Um, so I know what you said about Megafon. Like, that's something you probably never do. And that's okay. For me personally, I feel like anyone that has any type of sense of nerd in them, I feel like it's it, you should experience it at least once, but it is. It can be a little overwhelming. Um, it's, uh, like, it's overwhelming for me, and that's just why I only do it one day. Like, it's always a four-day event, and I always choose one day. I just like to choose the last day. Uh, and because, again, it is a lot. But to me, it's like, okay, this is worth it because I get to do a lot. You're not 
super like as nerdy as like Dakota, Becky, and I are. There, you have things that you're interested in. You are a fan of things, but yeah, I don't see you enjoying Megacon to the degree that I do, uh, or what they would. Uh, but again, it's still an experience, and I will always recommend it. But if it's something that's completely not your forte, then don't do it. Uh, where people ask me every time I go, like my coworkers, people are like, "Oh." Is your husband going with you? And I'm like, nope. He's he's not a nerd. He's just not into that stuff. And but he doesn't like tear me down for it. He doesn't make fun of me. But I know he generally wouldn't like it. Uh, he would just be annoyed, irritated, have no idea what's going on, and he wouldn't have a good time. And if he's not having a good time, I'm not gonna have a good time because I'll be too busy trying to make them feel better and instead of focusing on what I want to do. So he's aware, like. I go do my nerd thing, and he chills at home, or he does whatever he wants, and that's just how it's been the last seven years, and it's perfect. Um, like it, it, so that, that's a big thing, but hypothetically, you were to attend those. If you were to attend one, what would be the celebrity or voice actor that you would do it for? It will be a toss-up. Um, now, some of my wrestling nerds are out there listening right now, rolling their eyes. Um, but I would go to, to something similar, like a fan fest, where you mm-hmm. meet your favorite wrestlers or something like that. I would, I would pay money. You know, just have the opportunity to say hi, ask a couple questions, mm-hmm. give, give a quick high five, take a picture, and leave. Um, I've been to a few of those before. But if I had the opportunity to, I would say I would go to a convention um, like, a, I mean, like a horror movie convention. To where mm-hmm. I would meet um, directors, writers from most Japanese, Asian horror films. Just to mainly pick their brain, find what came up with these concepts and stuff like that. And yeah, I would probably do that. And in all actuality, I, I don't want to lie. But would I go to Megacon? Probably. If I went with a group of friends. So say for example, myself, you, some of your friends. I would go just to see their reactions. I would go to see, you know, you smile or, you know, or, or, you know, or, you know, a Jeffrey nerd out or something just to see the positive reactions that I've never seen before. You know, just to see how everybody else will react versus myself. So two things. So the first one is, so now, uh, now that you've spoken that to existence, you're going uh, with Jeffrey and I next year. Um, that's happening. Uh, two, it's always really fun uh, when Jeffrey and I go. Sometimes like it's, it's good to make sure that we have, you know, have our contact information so because sometimes it's easy to lose each other in the Megacon because you go to look at one booth and you're both walking away and you think, you know, we're both walking together and then you turn and the person's not there uh, because Jeffrey stops and looks at things. And for me, ooh, shiny, I'm going to stop too. Um, and that's okay. We understand that, but we try to link back up. So, because we try to go like up and down the rows mm-hmm. to just try to do that. Um, but we always find interesting things. We'll take pictures of cosplayer with cosplayers. I'm sorry. Um, I'll take photos for him. He'll take photos for me. Uh, we'll do selfies, and it's a fun time. Um, last year when Jeffrey and I went, uh, they always have these areas where it's cars and uh, other things from famous movies, stuff like that. They always have these exhibits and displays. It's not all just booths and shopping. And a lot of it, they do have horror stuff, like horror movies, actors, um, stands are horror-based, 
and toilet bowl, they literally have pretty much every, not literally, they pretty much have everything for everyone. And that's what I love about conventions, these type of conventions. Uh, anyway, uh, as, you, as soon as you walk in, there's a big, huge, like, ex, uh, ex, um, exhibition, um, or exhibit, I'm sorry, that is all these different types of cars that are known in, like, really high grossing films or really popular films. One of them being, I could not tell you the name of the car. Uh, oh, the Aston Martin or mm-hmm. something like that from James Bond. I think one of the first James Bond movies. They're not really behind any glass. It's just behind the ropes, the velvet ropes that you see like on a red carpet. Uh, there's a fancy tent around there and you have the employees that are, that are talking to people and they'll let you take a picture by the car, but you can't touch the car. So before, I, to me, deep within my mind, it's kind of obvious, don't touch the car, mm-hmm. you know? But it wasn't said to me. So as Jeffrey and I are talking to this guy, I don't really care who's in the car, but Jeffrey's interested in the conversation. Uh, the guy turns and he happens to see these two ladies near the car and he says, hey, uh, just please don't touch the vehicle. Uh, we can't allow people to touch the vehicle. Twitch flips in my mind. It's like, oh, now I'm going to touch it. I, w- I had no intention, I could care less, but I heard him say, you can't touch this. I'm like, because it's like one of the most expensive vehicles in the world. And I'm like, I'm gonna touch it. I refuse to walk away without touching it first. Uh, so Jeffrey continues talking to him and the other employees, they're talking to other people, their backs are turned. And then this guy, he turns to go talk to somebody else. And I just look at the car and I look around. I put my hand on it and I'm like, Jeffrey, I'm touching it, and I move my hand away before I get I get seen. Even they see me, what are they gonna do? But I was like, oh, I got to touch. He's like, really? We just got here. You're already starting your shit. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was fine until you tell me not to do something. When you say that to me, I'm gonna want to do it. That's just how I'm programmed. Uh, within possibility, obviously. Uh, so yeah, it's always fun. Uh, we have a fun time. This was just the first year that Jeffrey and I went together, but we actually didn't spend any time together uh, because he left even before I was out of my events, which I understand because it was late. Mm. Uh, but again, my friends were left, are very, luckily they're very supportive and they understand why I was not with them the full day. Like they were like, yeah, this was a very important thing for you. So I was glad about that. But yeah, so good job. You're coming with us next year. I will bite the bullet. I will go just to see the reaction, just to watch you fangirl out and just to watch you, whomever is with you, uh, how they react. And once again, it's all mental as far as me being around large groups of people and sitting around people. Even before the COVID thing happened, I was never a big people person. But I would go just for the experience, just to say I went, you know, being my age and whatnot. So I'll definitely give it a shot. And plus, it's be entertaining to put ourselves in that situation to where you know, people are coming to see us. People are wanting autographed or people are quoting certain things that we've said before in the past. You know, having, I could think, you know, having a young fangirl walk up to you and touch your shoulder and you could look at her and go, what are you doing? Well, you know, you said it before, you don't want anybody touching you or not to touch this. So I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to touch you. And you can laugh, you can smile about that as long as some creepy guy's not doing it. But you know, they can talk about casting couch potatoes and throw potatoes at you or have you sign potatoes. Just something, you know, like something weird that people will remember about us or something that we've said or a joke that we've made or 
You know, somebody will go, Adrian, here, sign my dodo. You know, and I'll go, what is that coming from? And they'll recite the line of, you know, you found the dildo in, in the convenience store. They'll bring something like that up from, from years past. And... Oh, no, we'll do a voting panel. We'll have votes. We'll have, like, a whole voting thing where people scan a QR code, and they're going to cast their vote. And you're going to just sit there with the most disappointing look inside as you see the results pop up. The fact, because it's not even the fact of which, of which one's the higher results. It's the fact is that this ended up being a poll in the first place. I mean, could you really imagine the panel that we're on? And what stories we would tell and how, oh, yeah. you know, and how people would literally listen to us, tell a story about questions we would ask, you know, about our, the shows that we've done or the arguments that we've had and people will remember stuff like that. That is so bizarre to have that particular status to where, you know, people just pick out certain things we said like six years ago or 10 years ago and want to ask about that. I mean, what would be something that they would ask you about? You know, they'd ask you about your love of Pokemon or they'll ask you about Dead by Daylight or, you know, you your friend requesting Dakota's mom years ago. And that, that would just be so entertaining. Oh, yeah. I still have her on Facebook, too. <laughs> I still have her. So, just to, it's just to do it. Well, I mean, you turn her into, you turn her into a, a celebrity now. Yeah. And, and all these yeah. people will want, it, will want to meet Becky. They will want to figure out who this rabbit raccoon is. We can have like free merchandise to sell, uh, where it's like Jello shots or something. It's like, oh, take your baby shot before coming in. <laughs> uh, I can see that happening. But something else is that um, I think, especially for me, is that's another reason we're gonna need a layer of security because someone's gonna say something smart, uh, and then being a smart ass or insulting, and I'm gonna leak from the stage. And it'll be very chaotic. Uh, I like to, when it comes to fantasy uh, role plays and stuff, I always identify as the barbarian because I'm the type that doesn't think I'm just going to act and be like rage and alcohol. But these would be our fans, though. I mean, the fans will pay $700, you know, to meet us. And, and, and they know what they're paying for. If they had been, if they've been <laughs> long-time listeners and they are listeners, they're fully aware of what type of people we are. They know what they're signing up for. I, st I really still can't fathom you attacking people, but once again, you know, nothing is left, you know, I mean, nothing's left off the table. I think, I think Becky would be the most uh, quiet one out of all of us, you know, sitting at a panel talking. I think she would. I think originally, because it, it'd be overwhelming, because it'd be an experience. Uh, yeah, I think she'd be like, uh, don't, don't talk to me. Oh, no. Uh, but I think, like, give it time as people react and as we get goofy and stuff, I feel like she would open up more. But I definitely would see her being shy at first. Uh, Dakota, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, I don't think he'd be shy, but he might be a little shell-shocked at first. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think like after the first few minutes, we kind of get the juices flowing and giggity. And, <laughs> we, and the, we just become ourselves. And that's what I do. I Like when people are afraid of public speaking, and I've taken public speaking classes within my company, and it surprises me how many people are terrified of public speaking. I am a shy, I can be a shy person. The idea of public speaking is a little nerve wracking, but I'm the full type of fake it till you make it. Uh, I overcome my shyness by making jokes on the spot uh, or making fun of myself. And that's how I kind of loosen things up. So when I'm in type of those situations, I just become a silly goose 
they just let things go. Oh, well, I mean, I'm the same way. Um, I'm not a big fan of public speaking, but I run a podcast. Go figure. Um, I had to do it at my job conference. I had to do a presentation. I was nervous as all get out. I don't remember what I said. I know what the topic was. I don't remember what I said. Um, I know the went for 15 minutes, and everybody loved it for whatever reason. I got a yo Adrian uh-huh. chant going on, and um, I won the employee of the year. I had to make another small speech and get in front of all these people, and but uh, yeah, it would be entertaining to see to see how that would turn out. But yeah, definitely interesting. So as we wind down here, I'm kind of curious. Do you have any rants for us? In the moment, I don't have a rant. Uh, I know pre-recording, I talked to you about my week at work, but it's just not enough for me to have a rant for it. Um, so I actually do not have a rant this time around. I have a small little mini rant. Now, not a lot, because it shows me very positive, you know, going over your experience and whatnot. So my little rant is, I don't know. I think we need to start being uh, ourselves again. And not really, you know, being so uh, so soft anymore with anyone. Everything nowadays is we really have to be careful with what we say and how we move. But before, once again, everything has a trend. Everything has a generation. But I think, you know, we're, we're getting too soft because we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to make anyone cry or upset or say anything off color because we, we don't want to be canceled. Like that's unfortunately, that fortunately, it's still a thing. You know, but we need to go back to the days where we say, wow, that's pretty stupid. And wow, what you said was really, really stupid. How dare you say that? Use your critical thinking skills instead of saying, okay, I understand how you feel. It's okay. Say whatever you want to say. And no one would really call you out on it. There's no accountability for, for silliness. And, you know, I think we should just go back to being brutally honest with people. So I think that's what the out of context is because it's pretty much our own space where we can talk about this shit. Um, be like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, we, unfortunately, you just can't control the world outside of us. We can wish and hope. I, personally, for me, I feel like within the last five years, we're getting out of cancel culture. Uh, just things that people are just like, I don't give a fuck. Or the attention span for situations are not as strong as they used to be where a celebrity says or does something wrong and people spend months attacking them and talking about them or give it like a week two weeks tops it's oh it's done over with uh i think with technology and stuff that's just that's just never gonna go away you're always gonna have people but as generations keep going there's gonna be growth there's gonna be transformations and for me it's just it is what it is uh i just i'm glad that we have the out of context podcast and uh, I first, I thought you were initially, when you started that out, I thought you were talking about us as the hosts, <laughs> that we need to get back. And all I can think is, I'm fucking sorry. You're the one that's always like, we have to stay on track. Slow down when you talk. Speak a little louder. You're the one that's always giving us directions before we record. You people that are listening. Always before we record or afterwards. Adrian is always like, you disappoint me. You piece of dirt, you pile of garbage. Do you understand how much you fucked up this episode because you took, you spoke too fast, you didn't speak loud enough, you got too far off topic, blah 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 blah. 
and he doesn't let us live. And so I'm thinking as he's starting this conversation out, I'm like, motherfucker, we've toned things down because you have us do that. That was a, that was a rant. That was a rant. Yeah, that, that, and that, I wasn't going to help it until you started out, and I originally was going to interrupt you. And then you start talking about, like, I'm like, oh, he's not talking about us. Okay, cool. No. Crisis averted. No, no, no. I'm just talking, yeah. <laughs> just talking about thing, how, how things are nowadays. And of course, I really can't rant about it too much because I do take advantage of it. I do take advantage of the social media, um, you know, advertising our shows and what's coming up. And I just not a big fan because once again, I'm, I'm a lean on that crutch of being an old man. You know, about how just I don't know, people are just really wacky nowadays as far as just complaining to complain. Somebody does something 10 years ago, they dig it up, and now they're being held accountable for it. Or you can't say something to another person because that person can get offended. And then your name is mud for a couple of weeks, you know, until the next muddy person comes out. So, yeah, just, just really wacky stuff like that. And I just don't care. But it is entertaining for what it is. I mean, TikTok I stay off of. Twitter I stay off of. And maybe just Facebook just to post... Just what we do on here. Other than that, I don't fall down the rabbit hole because it's not really productive. I like to go, I like to go outside and touch grass occasionally. So that's just that's just my little mini rant, just to you know offset the uh, the podcast here. So it's what I do. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like it's time to wrap this up. Usually, you're the one that wraps it up, but I'm looking at the time like, ooh, okay. Uh, so you can find me as Ash Majestics on Instagram and. Uh, TikTok and Twitch. I'm starting to stream more. Uh, everything else, if you find me, I'm probably not going to add you because stranger danger. And of course, you can find us on 21 different platforms. Subscribe to the walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. Show us some love. Buy our merchandise. Cafepress.com forward slash WACE. And of course, Hang on to all of our shows here. Out of context, the Walker AC experience. Look at past shows. Slacking majestically. Everything in between. Now, because Ashley's cutting this short because she's sick of me already. And, uh, yeah. Once again, folks, we'll be live eventually, and you'll see the eye rolls that she gives me every time I talk. So, I'm actually uh, cutting this short because I really have to pee. I've been eating to pee for, like, 15 minutes. Pretty much as soon as my Megacon, like, story was done... My bladder's like, yeah, it's go time. So I've been sitting here, been wanting to pee. Uh, but yeah, here we are. are. Are you ready for the finale? I thought you mentioning you have to pee was a finale, but sure, bring it on. Oh, no, wait, actually, you know what? My bladder can wait. Uh, why not? Uh, how does it feel where it's just the two of us doing a recording? It's been a long time and no complaints or anything because our podcast has grown and we've Originally, you know, we would just have guests to where we added Becky on as an co- official co-host instead of just being a returning guest. And then we've added Dakota on as a co-host instead of just as a guest. Uh, so, again, it's been a while since so it's just been the two of us doing a, a show together with no one else. How, how does it feel? Like any throwback, nostalgia, like realizing, wow, Ashley really is the glue that keeps us together. The modesty just shines through, just instantly shines through. No, um, it's kind of surreal, and I'll say it, because 
every time you and I just do a show together, which is extremely rare now, I always hearken back to the first time you and I did one, where instead of doing it remotely, I would lug my laptop and microphone over to your house, <laughs> and uh, we sit there and we do the show. So it's definitely uh, it's come a long way, but I like it. It's cathartic, and uh, we actually still have, uh, you know, I mean, a good camaraderie going back and forth. So I, I really do enjoy that, and I'm glad you put your bladder on hold for me. That makes me feel really special. Yeah, it is. And you know something? It's been about five, it's been basically five years since our last in-person recording session outside of my birthday party uh, two years ago, because, you know, it's coming up, it's almost that time where it's going to be five years since the whole thing happened. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been five years since we probably did our last show. Five years? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I will say one last thing and I'll let you void your bowels because since you told everyone... And I'll break the fourth wall a little bit. On occasion, on more than one occasion, actually, sometimes I think to myself, you know, maybe maybe my people are getting sick of me doing this show. Maybe, don't, don't give me the eye roll. Maybe, you know, yourself or Becky or Dakota. Because remember, all these people over the years have done this show, and I've always thought the exact same thing. I'm like, you know, maybe they don't want to do this. Maybe this is boring them. Maybe they've run out of, you know, just wanting to do it. So, but it's, but once again, it humbles me to know that everybody is still gung-ho on doing this. It, that's just my little insecurity, because it all started as my little passion project, just kind of taking a piss and just recording the show just willy-nilly. But now we do it weekly, you know, sometimes I still have that little bitty fear of one day, you know, because things change. People change their minds, people evolve and do different things. I just have that fear one day. You're like, Adrian, I'm done. You know, I'm just done with this. F this noise. I'm out of here. Or Dakota will go, you know, Becky and I had enough. We're done. Because, I mean, if you really think about it. I love how you assume that Dakota's going to speak for Becky. (laughs) Well, yeah, probably. Becky will probably go, Dakota and I are done. Because if you think about it, I mean, we've we've had people come and go. Yeah. Yeah, we've had people come and go. Um, But what's what's been a constant has been you. So... I've always wondered that. I'm like, one of these days you're like, okay, I'm done. You know, I, I'm retired and I'll have to go, well, I got to do this shit all by myself again. And it's been years since I have. So what am I do now? Uh, I would like to say I don't see that day coming. Uh, giggity. Uh, it could. Not saying that's all around possibilities, but I personally don't feel that way. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I feel like it's, uh, it depends on my mood. It's the the minimum one time a week where I can just talk with friends because that's what the podcast is. We're basically just talking to each other's friends. Whether it's ranting, it's a specific topic that we want to talk about to pull on rants, uh, to where we always get sidetracked and threatening to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, it's just kind of like a little release of giggity from the, from the week. Uh, it's, it's enjoyable. It's just like a break from reality and I enjoy it. I enjoy being here. Uh, some days I am tired. I'm tired from work and I don't have the motivation, but it's not because like, oh, fuck this podcast. It's more of my brain no work. I want sleep. And I have to sit here for an hour and continue to think of what to talk about and be excited. And some days it's just, it's, I just don't feel up to it. And that's where occasionally I fouled out or we've kept delaying or we've taken like, okay, we're going to take a week off. Uh, but as in the sense of, I don't want to fucking do this podcast anymore. That's just not a thought I've had since we started back up with this. 
Well, that's definitely a good thing. And what's really interesting about our show is that no matter what happens, we always put out a show every week. You know, we're always consistent. Granted, the days may change, but every week, you know, we've always put out a show. Even when one is tired, one is sick, one has to go use the bathroom, we still put out a show. So I will leave it at that. Because uh, now it's time for you to go, you know, go use the bathroom. Be sure you wash your hands. Well, I have, don't tell me what to do. Uh, I have one final thing. Okay. What types of magazines do cows read? What? Catalogs. That hurts. Okay, good night, everyone. <laughs>